three. You're listening to 101.5 UMFM. This is Studio 393, Broken Heavens Podcast. I'm David Marcus. Anyway, actually, this is... This is a very special uh, edition of Broken Headphones podcast uh, because the Winnipeg Beat League first started last summer of 2018 and it has greatly influenced many of the local producers that you hear here in town and has opened many doors to many others. Uh, with us today are two of the most relevant figures of Winnipeg Beat League and Winnipeg Hip Hop in general. Well, first of all, I want to welcome our guests here tonight. Guys, welcome to the show. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, uh, Kenneth Castillo, part of Broken Headphone Podcast. Um, I guess uh, start off the show. First question, guys. Uh, Joseph, uh, I know that uh, this Winnipeg Beat League has been going on for a little bit, a little bit of time. One uh, year, I guess. One year. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, That's two, two time, years. Of it, like, <laughs> but yeah, this is the second, a- hopefully, annual second. year. Cool, man. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I just like uh, want to ask. Uh, where did this idea of a beat league come from? Um, how did you come up with this concept? Yeah. Uh, well, the idea kind of came from a homie of mine and myself collaborating. Um, basically, I came across a beat battle on the internet, and I'm always writing down ideas, and I wrote it down like in my notes on my phone, and I'm like, okay, how can I make this a live event? You know, I didn't even know beat battles happened anywhere else in the world, to be honest. And then my homie that makes beats, uh, Andrew McKay, came across it. Um, I guess the, there's a Toronto one, Battle of the Beats or something, right? What is it? Is that what it is? Yeah, there's one in Toronto. It's like pretty, it's pretty, uh, pretty deadly. Um, but yeah, he came across that and he thought like, well, yeah, we should do this. And then I was like, dude, I have this in my notes, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I didn't know how to do it. So we kind of used uh, certain ideas from there to start organizing it. He ended up moving New York to New York uh, to do music, so he ended up kind of splitting off, and I ended up doing it um, with a friend, uh, Joshua Lawrence. He kind of helped motivate me do it, so I wasn't on my own, and came up with the ne- name Winnipeg Beat League, which is a kind of like a runoff of uh, Street League. It's like a skateboarding uh, thing. I thought it seemed kind of familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, why, did, why did you think that Winnipeg needed like a beat, a beat competition or a beat league? Like, uh, basically, I've all, I've I was doing event organizing back in the day, like when I was younger, with a clothing company. But it was just socials and things like that, and I, I really enjoyed it. But I kind of I always feel like there's a lot of events in Winnipeg that are just kind of like monthly things, and they get old, you know. And so I'm always looking for like unique ideas, and that was just something I didn't even really I just I didn't think like Winnipeg needed it. It was just like oh, this is a sick idea. I like I like hip hop. Let's do it, and yeah. it turned out that Winnipeg did need it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Have you noticed like any positive, um, I guess, uh, Response. contributions, responses, whatever? Like, oh yeah, you personally <laughs> insane. Can yeah. you t- can you tell us a little bit of like what you notice? Community, community-wise, yeah. Community, uh, community, and community for sure. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. like people, you know, you see people on Instagram. Uh, like if I click on any of the producers. Uh, that have been involved in Winnipeg Beat League, uh, whether it's Beats and Hoops or The Battle, uh, you click on one of their handles and you'll see that a lot of the other producers are following them. And I think that a lot of them didn't know that they existed prior to The Battle. So yeah, it's just opening up doors, I think, for people to 
collaborate with each other or just talk about music, yeah. things like that. Yeah. As uh, organizer of clothes, because uh, you said you were organizing with clothing and stuff before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, was it like? Was it simple to like translate some? Because I'm imagining it was kind of different to organize like a, a like a beat league from like a clothing like brand kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Was it like was it like similar skills that you had to apply to like organize this beat league? Or uh, I would imagine different? so. To be honest, though, I was I was uh, I was young and there was kind of people running the show. Like there, I was just kind of helping out with graphic design and whatever they needed me to do. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, it's just kind of one of those things you learn hands-on and you just kind of figure out what you need to do, you know? Yeah, yeah but definitely um, a lot of skills have been learned and it's a lot of fun. Like, that's why I like doing it, but yeah. yeah. So putting together um, the, the, first, the first Beat League competition from last year, um, have you learned, like, maybe there were, were there, like, birth pains, uh, you know, like, uh, or, like, lessons that you have learned, especially organizing an event, being... Uh, I guess in a different spectrum than like organizing, say socials or like punk shows or whatever, or like have you have you noticed that there's anything different or probably something that you may have learned from the past that you applied to last year's beat battle? That I've applied to this beat yeah. battle from last year. You know, from, oh yeah, from, from for the sure. Past, from the past in general. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Just from organizing events in the past, or yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, of course. Um, I, I, big one is, I guess, dealing with people. Like, you know, I have like a really good team of people and I want to make sure that everyone's got like a fair workload and that everyone's ideas are heard. Because I, I re the biggest thing I've realized is when, when you allow people to express their ideas in the organization, they feel more involved. Yes. And uh, they, I mean, they are more involved, and it, it just, it's just way better. Like it's, yeah, that's the, probably the biggest thing I've learned. And then just obviously, just organization is like a big one. Just trying to stay on top of things, you know. Yeah. So, would you ever hold a mix and master competition? How would that look like? <laughs> like you just play the same piano chord, and someone would say, "Yo, which one's mixed better?" Now it'd be like a uh, do thing. Yeah, I've um, never thought about that. Um, <laughs> it would probably be like this. You you give engineers the same raw vocal yeah. and see who can make it sound the best. That'd be cool. Something and I wouldn't like be judging that. <laughs> so how important is mixing in the in the beat in the beat like league? Did you notice that at any years or at any points that some like some beats may have rhythmically sounded really good? Whereas some beats may have been like that bass just like punched a little bit harder. Definitely. Um, yeah, like straight up. Some people's mixing and mastering is just better. Um, yeah. <laughs> Does that add, do you think that adds to like the votes or? Um, that's the thing. Like the voting is a complicated thing, right? Especially in Winnipeg because it's, it's kind of, you got to pick you got to pick and choose how to do it like there's you, most battles are three judges um which is difficult to do in winnipeg it being like a smaller city uh i didn't want there to be any conflict of interest you know obviously you want someone who is um has like an ear for hip-hop right 
So there were some there were some producers that I was talking to in the past about um, getting them involved in judging, um, but. Yeah, it's just someone always knows someone else. You can fly someone in, but I don't have money for that. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean. Um, yeah, so it's like the voting, the using the Instagram polls was interesting because um, yeah, it, it's it's basically it's hard to know whether you know you have some people that may not really listen to that much music voting. You may have some people that are homies there that are voting. You may have. Um, it's just it's just really hard to get like an objective vote, mm. you know. And in the end, I think it's fun. It's interactive, and um, the audience. It's like I I just hope <laughs> that nobody has like over fifty percent of the audience there, you know. So it's fair as fair as it could be. You know what I mean? So so how does the process work this year exactly? Like okay, so you have rounds of three or three rounds um it's best two of three best two out of three so um there will be one producer well we'll flip a coin one of the producers will pick who goes first you know whoever wins the coin toss picks who goes first um both producers pick a 45 second beat they go to the dj they play the whoever goes first plays theirs back. Second producer plays theirs back. Then we have 60 seconds um, to vote. So all the audience pulls out their phone. They they vote on Instagram polls, and then we check out um, the results. And then we go to the second round. And then if one producer wins those two rounds, the other producer's out. And then you just go to the second. Yeah. It's pretty straightforward. Nice. Yeah, you know Pascal cooking up. And uh, you know you're getting more attention within the city. More people are taking notice. Where do you where do you see the uh, the whole process moving? Where do you see Winnipeg's beat league's legacy? I guess in the end. Can you kind of reiterate that? Like, mm -hmm. so uh, do you kind of see this as a jump off point for a lot of your producers and artists that are that are coming to the show and contributing to the show or do you see it as like you like you were saying more of a community what what do you kind of see um, this being like a tool for yeah I mean it's for the producers and like obviously it's for me too because I get something out of it it's a passion project for sure and the whole team does um, Jacob Doucette, our DJ, he just loves doing it. He has he contributes so much creativity. Um, Joshua Lawrence, as well as I mentioned before, contributes so much uh, creativity. We got Brad Oman, who he's the graphic designer. He just 
wanted to help out. Like, no one here is making money, really, you know? Um, we just want, like, we get uh, a kick out of seeing people, like, doing collaborations. Like, you got David Marcus here doing stuff with Equinim and things like that. And I don't know, people just getting so stoked and, like, shouting us out all the time and stuff. And, yeah, it'd be great to see someone get something out of it. That's that's all we want, really. I don't know. There's no other real goal. But, yeah, it'd be, it, it would obviously be great for it to grow in, like, a way where in some sort of uh, financial means or something like that. Like, that'd be great. I'd be happy for that. But at this point right now, I'm happy where it is. Yeah. yeah. You know what? That's one thing I do kind of appreciate, the fact that, like you said, you kind of opened up this community. Um, Pascal, as, uh, as an artist who has kind of, you know, had the uh, had the opportunity to be in the show yeah. and uh, actually you know win. Um, what do you like? I guess leading up to that uh, that event, what was your thoughts going into the show? Um, I was like I, I didn't know what to expect because <clears throat> I've never done anything like that before. And at that point, um, I think I've only been making beats for about a year, so um, I didn't you know really know what I was gonna be up against because I've never. Out of the 16 producers, I only knew one, um, my friend Hotel, uh, Orion. But, like, because I knew how his beats were, and that's it. So, like, he was kind of the person I was comparing myself to. But then uh, when I got to the event, like, I heard everyone else. And, uh, and, yeah, but going into it, I didn't know what to expect, basically. Uh, what kind of, what do you feel like... Uh or your thoughts during the process, I guess, when, when you were actually in the event and you seen, you know, your competition and, and also your, you know, fellow beat makers. What, what was your kind of uh, I, our view of that? Well, at that time, you know, I was just heavy around. I was just hoping that the crowd would like my beat and, you know, vote for me. Um, but then, you know, at the end, you know, I was just like, I was surprised that you know, I actually came out on top because, you know, I didn't really expect it. And um, <clears throat> I was the youngest person there too at that time. Uh, I was 18, and um, you know, I, I I wouldn't have been like super sad if I lost. You know, I would just you know use it as an experience to get better for next year. But um, yeah, it was a it was a good experience hmm. for sure. Uh, what do you think you've kind of picked up since then? Like, what do you think you've you've learned, and and did that put you in uh, a more I guess for collaborating with other artists and kind of in that way, how do you feel like you connected to the community? Do you feel like you connected a little bit more? You knew a lot more people. Yeah, for that? sure, for sure. Yeah. Like I, I, I befriended a lot of the other producers that were there, <coughs> and um, like now I'm, I'm close friends with some of them, and uh, you know from then like I listened to those beats I had back then and I kind of cringe because <laughs> like now I feel like I'm way better. I think they're uh, fire. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's uh, all in, uh, it's with experience, I guess. Yeah. Uh, once again, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to UMFM 101.5. We're sitting down with Joseph and Pascal. Uh, Pascal, I know that you work with, uh, I've been hearing a couple tracks with, like, YBN Fab and stuff. YSN uh, Fab? That's hot, that's hot yeah. stuff. Check it out, ladies and gentlemen. On YouTube, uh, Spotify, I believe, Apple Music. Spotify, it's yeah some good stuff um but i just wanted to ask uh what kind of like 
creator of music do you feel you are? Because I know that some some like beat makers and producers like to like sit down and like actually work with the person in the studio. They're like bouncing off ideas. Are you someone that like you know maybe you'll send a beat to like YBN Fam or something and you'll be like, all right, I made this for you. Rap on it. Do your thing. You no, know, my enjoyment. You know, like as much as I love making the beats, like I love you know building the artist like. You know, like that's the ultimate like pleasure for me. Like seeing, seeing them, you know, start from, you know, you know, not really having that much success or whatever, to like building them up to having that success. Um, like that's that's like the real joy, and like I, I love that experience. And uh, excuse me on the last one, it was YSN, not YBN. Yeah, YSN. My bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, and I'm also curious to know, Pascal. Yeah. Um, what kind of like. What kind of things do you, because you said you like to build up artists and like watch them grow and you like to help with that like process. Yeah. What kind of things do you like can share with your like the artists that you're working with? What kind of like advice do you give them? Um, what kind of knowledge do you have? It depends at like the part, the point that they start at. So if they're, you know, starting from the ground up, I will, you know, advise them on, you know, how long, you know, like, how long the hook should be, how long the verse should be, and like, you know, the arrangement, that's like important. And then the musical part, like the lyrics and stuff is mostly on them, like they do that part, but as far as just showing them how to make a complete song, instead of just like, maybe just like, just freestyling and spitting, like how to put a hook here and verse there and um, putting all that together. Uh, that's like the part I usually advise them on and teach them about. Yeah. So how was the experience working on uh, Miyazwe's album? Mm-hmm. Um, well, Miyazwe is actually one of the first artists you know that you know I ever worked with in the city, and he gave me a chance a couple years ago when I first started making beats, and um, you know I I met him at one of his performances. <coughs> And uh, I knew a couple of people that were people that were friends with him, so they introduced us. And you know, he gave me his, his email. I started sending him some beats, and you know, he told me like he really uh, I don't know if we can swear, but he really liked them. <laughs> and uh, you know, then we met. You know, we came to to the studio. We came to the studio together, and like ever since then, we've just been you know working all the time. And you know, it's been it's been a good experience with him. So with that record, were you more of a producer or a beat maker with that record? I was definitely more of a producer, like an executive producer, because um, I produced like half of it. Mm. And with the other songs, you know, I gave him like advice and like pointers for it. Um, but yeah, that was a that was a cool project to be a part of. My first time like produce, executive producing an album. So what does executive producing mean? Um, that's usually like being in the studio with them for like the most part and like seeing the direction that the album's gonna take because um, if if you were just making beats because there's a kind of a extension extension now like between a producer and a beat maker i see like big beat makers usually just you know like they go in the studio or stay at home and make their beats and send out yeah. while like um producers will be with the artists and you know follow them you know through their journey making the album or and you know give their pointers here and there uh is there ever a time where it's like you as a producer you feel like you know what would like like you're like oh i know this would work like really good but the artist 
has like a different thing and you're like and you have to like sort of like let go because you know it's their project uh like uh how do you find a middle ground do you find a middle ground or um, is it like who gets the final say final final say well with um like the artists they'll usually have kind of a like a group or like a team yeah so everyone usually gives their opinions and like um, so if, if I if I say something and yeah. like the, the whole team yeah. and it feels opposite, then I you know I kind of get left out. But usually when I'm in the studio with them and I have an idea, they usually try that try out that idea, then compare it with something else they did, and then whichever one sounds best will, will go. Yeah. And sometimes are you like ever that person that one person that you're like yo. I know this would be really good, but then everyone else is like, no, nah, kill that. But you're like, but you just yeah. won't let go. <laughs> yeah, no, that happens sometimes. You know, but I just, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It's not my identity. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. So I guess Pascal, the. the um, uh, yeah, you know, Pascal cooking up. Speaking of like, you know, you just mentioned about a team. Um, like, we notice we see a lot of like link up connect. I mean, a lot is is that like a creative team? Uh, are you are you like part of it or? Yeah, well, link up connect is kind of like an agency, um, uh, made from uh, with I think Miyazue's cousin Neil started it uh, with help from Tiana, and uh, um, it's usually I think uh, Miyazue is like signed to them as an artist so like they help them with like all ventures like um shows they'll do that they'll do like events for him and you make and content for them too kind yeah, of. yeah 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 oh, i nice. do content nice nice too. nice yeah nice and and i'm gonna do, like actually throw this back to joseph uh you you and i we see that this is a lot a lot of great changes a lot of great strides and 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 pretty much uh, your beat battle had already opened or broke down walls and barriers for, for many of us. Um, as, as an organizer, have you, have you thought that you have achieved like some, at some point a goal uh, as an organizer, as an event organizer, or as a hip hop head in general? Like you think, you think this is it or well, there be more? Can you maybe tell me some of the barriers that have been broken down? Because I mean, I see some, but I'd, I'd like to know personally what well, barriers such as, say, you know, avenues, the lack of avenues and platforms for, like, producers. I used to be a bedroom producer yeah. uh, until, until you know, until you, I got, you know, thank you. You picked me for the, for the Beat League. Now I'm, like, out here. I'm no longer a bedroom producer. I'm, like, a regular producer now. Yeah. And I'm running into cool people like Pascal and OB, and, and all of a sudden I'm hanging out here at 393 on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. um, I, I believe that will be one example of a barrier, I guess. But then... Um, you know, with all these changes, especially in the local scene, um, do you think that you have already reached that plateau or do you think there'll be more? Oh, there's gonna be more for sure. Yeah, I mean, like, look at, like this year we got about, we brought back about half the, half the producers from last year. 
some people didn't like you know um, there were some people that just didn't um, uh, submit but there was because of uh, <coughs> just the event getting recognized by more of the city and word of mouth we had a lot more new artists submitting so in a sense like that's just gonna be more and more of what you're talking about like meeting new people um, I don't really know, like none of that was foreseen, you know what I mean? So it, it kind of, like whatever happens, happens, and hopefully it's just positive, you know? I don't, I, there's no real, like, goal in mind, it's more just stoked. Stoked on having people making music, and then whatever comes from it is good, you know? Yeah. Uh, another question, Joseph. Um, as far as a curator goes and, you know, uh, in, your, in terms of your selection for uh, different artists and uh, beat makers to be on the show, mm -hmm. um, what, what do you guys feel like the criteria, even for our listeners, so they can, they can know to submit for even next year, what would the criteria be for this and uh, what would be the kind of level of qualifiers that you, would, that you were looking for? That's a tricky one. Mm -hmm. uh, it just needs to sound good. And then variety so obviously mixing and mastering is is part of it but um, composition um, um, in terms of composition like some people sample but we look more for um, being creative with the samples chopping it up like not just four bar loops repeated you know with with some drum loop take stolen from somewhere else you know what i mean so we're just looking for people really composing for the most part and then uh like just how the mixing sounds and then variety so you know it'd be nice if we had a little bit more boom bap in there and stuff because i like i love that stuff i grew up on that but i obviously i'm like down with all the new wave and the trap and all that like we just want variety, really, as well. Um, but there's never exclusion to someone who's good. You know, good will always be what makes it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, hmm. yeah. Joseph, uh, I was just curious to know: Have you ever like produced and and like made beats and and that kind of thing? Made music, made raps and, and yeah, stuff yeah. in your own. In your yeah, own yeah. Place? I started out rapping. <laughs> <laughs> like when I was like, you probably honestly it goes back to when I was a little kid, just freestyling, you know what I mean, just for fun. But then, yeah, I rapped, and uh, my buddy Andrew McKay used to make beats. He used Reason. He went to Precursor and learned how to do it properly. You know, uh, Precursor has courses that you can take um, on production, mixing, and mastering, and all that. Um, and yeah, he kind of showed me how to use Reason, like Propellerhead. Um, yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, I tinker around with it. I still do to this day, but I just don't really have time for it. Honestly, I'd be, I, I love making music, but um, I have so many different hobbies, it's hard to really dedicate myself to it and get really good, you know what I mean? So it's just for fun, yeah. 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 Uh, do you yourself listen to, like, the beats that, like, you listen to the, the producers that are going to be in the competition, right? Uh, yeah. For the most part? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, honestly, I'd like to, to change that. Um, I mean, it's great being a part of it, but um, I'd definitely like to steer away from it myself next year because um, 
obviously I, I grow fond of the people I meet and stuff, so I don't want to create conflict of interest, you know what I mean? So like no favorites or like no uh, exactly and Yo it's Joseph. difficult because it's like you know like I make friends with some of these people you know what I mean and uh, yeah so in the end yeah next year um, this year we had to still go that way I was planning to change uh, the selection the um, form of selecting producers this year but just I was in Australia so it was kind of difficult to organize who would do it and I was more just trying to work from there so it was like basically time wouldn't help wouldn't allow it and once the submission started coming in i was like i, I just got to do this you know yeah yeah have you ever had an issue with like like that kind of thing before like i don't know, like um it's always an issue man there's all like, like last year always being two years you know but but um yeah you have people that you're like oh like who who should i choose like you know and generally then i will I will bring someone in, whether it's a, a homie that I know just has really good music taste. I'll just ask them. I'll be like, yo, listen to these. Like, what do you think? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, then we discuss, and then that's how it'll go down. Yeah. What What do you think makes, uh, like, a good beat? Like, a, a solid, like, a beat that you can, to me, like, a good beat is, like, something that you can listen over and over to mm-hmm. and, like, still enjoy. Yeah. What, what, what kind of, what kind that's of things That's not necessarily can... for me. I mean... It could be something that's just hot that first time you hear it, but it was, it really had impact on you, you know? Um, I mean, but yeah, if you like longevity obviously makes a better beat, but that's not what we're looking for. People are listening to 45 seconds of a beat one time, right? Um, so a good beat, like I was saying with his question, uh, sorry, what was your name, bro? Kane, Caden, jo- Joseph, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, cre- obviously creativity, um, in the in the sense like ability to chop up a sample, ability to make your own melodies, like you know, play pe- um, a little bit of piano would help, obviously. <laughs> um, some obviously bass lines are really important with hip hop. Something that can carry you for a while, like you were saying. Um, you don't get sick of it. Not a little bit of dynamics, obviously. You don't want. I mean, sometimes repetitiveness is good if you have a bass line that keeps you in it. You know what I mean? But yeah, it just all depends on context. It depends on the beat. You know, each beat kind of I think requires different things to make it good or bad. You know? Yeah. Cool. That's a good insight on. Yeah. Uh, this again, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to UMFM 101.5, Studio 393 Broken Headphone Podcast. We're here with Joseph and Pascal. Uh, boys, we're uh, running short on time, so it's going to be like one more question. Uh, I guess, Pascal, uh, is there anything, is there any projects that you're working on that you want people to know of, or is there anything that we should be looking out for? Yeah, um, so <coughs> with the artists I'm working with, uh, you know, Y Send Fabs is one of them. You know, uh, we're dropping another s- song uh, towards the end of this year with the music video. Um, and Miyazwe is working on his uh, third album. It'll drop early next year, too. And then uh, I'm working with a new artist called Kid Foster, and he's going to really shake up the scene when he drops early What's next year. Kid Foster. What's the spelling of that? K I D D, then Foster. Kid yeah. Foster. Foster. Cool. Yeah. Joseph, is there anything uh, we should be looking out for next couple months or? The battle next. 
next year's battle. <laughs> and maybe Beats and Hoops. We'll see how we'll see how things go with traveling and all that. But Beats and Hoops, which went down last year, we had Osani showcasing some of his beats. And yeah, just look Pretty out. Sick event, yeah. Look out for next week, November twenty second. Where is this? That's Nineteen plus, man. handsome daughter. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. What time does it open? What time does it open? Uh, 9, 9 p.m. doors open and the event starts. So be there at 9. It'll be like 9.15, but like we want we want everyone there at 9. How, how, much, like, how much is the... $10, $10 entry, $10... Uh, or Sorry, $10 pre-sale tickets. So if you want to go to Green Apple on Corridon or Hood Hoppers on Main Street, you can get $10 tickets pre-sale. And then uh, it'll be ten dollars before ten p.m. and fifteen dollars after that. So it's like ten bucks before ten and fifteen after ten p.m. If tickets don't sell out, yeah. So okay, yeah, who's yeah. okay? Who who will be the DJ this year? <laughs> Jacob Dusset, yeah. That's my DJ. <laughs> All right. Um. <laughs> Thanks for coming, dude, boys. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having us. Good night, everyone. Thanks, guys. Oh, man. Let's get